Welcome to Thomas Anonymous with Tommy Natoli. That's me. Today I am schooling the children with Chapter 13, Rest Stop Revelations. Lunchtime at the Wareham rest stop on 195 was not a busy time. It didn't have as much foot traffic as the after 5 p.m. rush hour crowd. But when you're 20-something with no job and nothing to do, you may as well hit up the rest stop for some anonymous action at 12.30 on a Wednesday. A black Jeep pulled up next to me two parking spaces away. The man in the Jeep kept crane-necking like a bird to look over at me. Finally, I rolled down my window because I realized he was saying something. He said to me, muffled from a distance, What? I could not hear one thing bird boy was saying what i can't hear roll down your window do you like getting head he yelled across to me from his car well i mean that's a stupid question who doesn't like getting head bird boy was obviously a moron of a man so of course i'm like fuck yeah count me in he asked me where we could go uh clearly this guy didn't know that we just got out of our cars and go into the woods duh Come on, man, get with it. I've already named this the Tree Cavern. But it was the middle of a bright, sunny fall day, so instead of exposing ourselves at the rest stop, we drove to another part of the woods that was for sure more discreet than the Tree Cavern. We parked and got out of our cars. Bird Boy walked over towards me with a grin that would not wash away. Oh my god, you're like 20 or something. Ah, oh, you're hot, dude. That is literally a line nobody will ever say to me again. Hmm. Bird Boy was a half-sexy, half-goofy-looking Indian guy, and he seemed super upbeat. It was for sure a great ego boost to have him wide-eyed and drooling all over me, me, me. The good news is, he went down on me. The bad news is, he was a moaner. You get it. I quickly finished all over the dead brown pine needles covering the ground. As I zipped up and turned to leave, he sprinted to his car and then right back over to me. He had a piece of paper and he shoved it into my hand. I looked down at the crumpled paper and realized it was his phone number. He said to me, you know, if you want to go out sometime. What? Like a date? You just pulled over at a rest stop, blew a complete stranger, and now you want to date me? Bird Boy must have been a noob who did not know that the rest stop is a short-term contract that expires the second you get your rocks off. Everyone knows that. However, this was definitely a moment for me because after the confusion of, like, what he's talking about, I awkwardly said, yeah, maybe, and then I got in my car. But as I drove home afterward, I noticed that I kept kind of smiling and that I kind of liked that feeling of a man liking me. He would want to go out with me? Wait, you think he liked me? Wait, why am I thinking these things? I'm not gay. Girls! The rest stop was fun, exciting, scary, liberating, and like all good things in life, a phase. A crazy weird phase that most people don't go through, but in all truth, the rest stop was pivotal in me being able to connect more to my truth and who I really am. The very last hookup for me happened right where it all started at the Wareham 195 rest stop. I parked my good old Cutlass Sierra and headed down one of the paths of the tree cavern. I was now a total pro, just scoping out the scene. The rest stop was so routine at this point, I'm surprised they didn't put in a time clock for me to punch in and out. I could have been a manager! Me. Up ahead behind some branches, I spotted a guy in a baseball hat that looked around my age. I love when that kind of luck happened. It always made me feel good that at least there were some other guys my age that were just as sexually dysfunctional as me. He was blonde, cute, and had a fake diamond earring that was for sure letting the cat out of the gate bag. I walked up to him and said, hey, and he responded by putting his hands down my pants. He felt around a little, taking inventory of my situation. Then, 
All of a sudden, a much older, not attractive, short guy with really thick square glasses comes walking up to us. He looked like Steve Carell in that movie where he played a super creepy kid murderer. Yeah. He had a focused stare that was very cold and dead, but also like he was trying hard to look normal. Never a good sign when someone is trying to look normal. The second I saw him, my witchly powers, intuition, shot off a giant red flare gun. Fake Diamond and me were just frozen for a minute like we were not sure if this was really happening. Then, Corel Creepo starts talking in what can only be described as a sociopathic tone, asking us things like, what are you into? <laughs> Fake Diamond and I just looked at each other, and then he blurted out, we like blowjobs! Oh god, thanks a lot, stupid fucking Fake Diamond! Then, without missing a beat, Corel Creepo says, mm, good, cause I'm gonna suck you both off. And drops to his knees! Side note, drops to his knees is a great stage direction that we need to see in print more often. The energy of this moment was static, tense, real. Something about all of this was not right. I looked at Fake Diamond and shook my head no as if someone just gave me a cup of tapioca pudding. Fake Diamond looked back at me, panicked and scared. Then he mouthed the words, I'm sorry to me, and he bolted away. Ugh, thanks a lot, you fake diamond-wearing gay motherfucker! As I watched him dash away, Corel Creepo started to take my private spot out of my pants. I quickly retreated them back into my pants, and I walked away. Okay, bye! <laughs> there was no finish, <laughs> just a zip and a leave. Mm, more like a zip and a, oh my god, hurry up and get the fuck away from this guy! Of course, as usual, I had in the back of my mind that this guy could be a murderer, and then I rationalized it. No, Tommy, he's just old and lonely. Relax, everything's fine. As I started to walk away with the crackling of leaves under my feet, I heard something that I've never heard before. Footsteps behind me. Fast footsteps behind me. My witchly powers were now yelling at me in red, fiery letters, Get out, you fucking idiot! Oh, me? and I instantly turned my walk into a sprint as I ran, 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 ran to my car. I jumped in, and I got the fuck out of there as fast as possible. Whew, that was scary. That was the last time I ever went to the rest stop for a hookup. I took this as a sign from the universe and my witchly powers that I had probably had enough. The rest stop in me had come full circle, and I just knew it was over. When you know, you know. Of course, Corel Creepo definitely helped seal the deal, but for me, the rest stop had served its purpose. I believe Corel Creepo was sent to me as a sign to stop from the universe because a few weeks prior to him, I had an epiphany. A gay epiphany, if you will. And it was really important for me to take that epiphany in and not ignore it. Actually process it and not just keep going back for shady gay hookups. The rest stop hookup I had before Corel Creepo should have been the last one. Because it was like no other hookup in my life and it left me feeling changed. In a good way. In a great way, actually. It was a distinct shift in who I am and it led to an overwhelming feeling of self-awareness, evolution, and letting go that I will absolutely never forget. After a while of consistently visiting the 195 rest stop, I got curious about other rest stops in the area. As any other inquisitive human would, I went to the internet to research. That is when I uncovered the hundreds of what they call cruising spots in good old Massachusetts. Funny, the first state to legalize gay marriage also had a ton of hookup spots for closeted homos. Woo! I found tons of places online like parks, rest stops, Sears bathrooms, all sorts of great places where straight men were hooking up. Straight! And there were even instructions for each place. Meet in the fourth bathroom stall at the Southwest Terminal. Flash your brake lights three times. Wait, I bring my car to the bathroom? I'm confused. I was super pumped at all that I was discovering about the underground shit 
shamed gaze. I like girls! With my internet research under my belt, I decided to branch out, broaden my gay horizons, I mean straight horizons, and try a rest stop that was on another highway a couple towns over. Cultured, I pulled up to the new rest stop and realized that this was not the woodland paradise that the 195 one was. This place was literally just a pullover spot on the side of the freeway. It was next to some woods, but all this place had going on was one of those big ugly donation dumpsters you throw all your old clothes in. A few cars were parked and there were some guys just hanging out on the edge of the woods. I got out and I started walking around like I was looking for something. Cause you know, you're always losing things on the side of the highway. And eventually I was approached by a hot guy my age. Talk about luck! Rest stop lottery! Also, he had nailed the whole swagger of a butch straight guy. I mean, hot butch for sure. I was super wet. These moments were like finding a unicorn. The unicorn of rest stops! So of course, I jumped at the opportunity. I could tell Mr. Hot Butch was a total construction working cliche dude living the straight life. Girls! He asked me what I was into, which I've always found to be such a strange and stupid question. Well, newsflash, I'm a guy and I'm into getting off. I told him that I didn't suck D and that I've only ever been blown by other guys. Lies, 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 lies. So at least Mr. Hot Butch knew upfront that I would not be blowing him back. Me. But mostly I told him that because my crazy denial brain told me that if I didn't reciprocate, then it wasn't gay. How many times do I have to tell you guys, it's not gay or cheating, bruh? Now, of course, today, as I write this, I really wish I could go back in time and show Mr. Hot Butch how good I am now at sucking D. Look, mom, no hands! Side note, and this is for ladies and gentlemen, blowjobs should not involve your hands. I repeat, your hands should not be involved in a blowjob. You're not fooling anyone with the hand trick. That's why they came up with hand jobs. <laughs> you see, they're separate things. Also, there's a base to that cock, and that's where your lips need to go down to. Sorry for that blowjob public service announcement, but I feel like it's a really important message to spread. I'm actually starting a nonprofit. <laughs> Anyway, Mr. Hot Butch was cool with my integrity, but told me that there were a lot of cops that drive by that rest stop, so that we should probably go somewhere else. I was not on my usual rest stop territory, so I had no idea where we should go. So I let Mr. Hot Butch decide where we should go hang out. As per usual, there I was, following a stranger to a location I've never been to. But whatever, this guy was hot! Also, if I were to start a band, it would definitely be called Following a Stranger to a Location I've Never Been To. I followed him down several different roads in his hatchback Toyota for maybe 10 minutes, and finally he turned into a driveway of a big suburban house. We pulled up and parked at this super grown-up, nice-looking house. Once out of the car and at the front door, Mr. Hot Butch told me that he lived there with a couple roommates, but they weren't home. Great. <laughs> Looking back now with perspective, I realize we were probably just at his parents' house. We got inside, and he asked me if I smoked pot. <laughs> Duh, I get blowjobs at rest stops, of course I smoke pot. He sparked up a joint and this instantly became the coolest rest stop hookup ever. I mean, first of all, we were blazing, which is awesome. And second of all, just a few minutes ago, we were at a rest stop next to a donation dumpster, and now we were in this fabulous house with a formal dining room smoking a joint. Uh, yeah, this is the best. Oddly enough, we just stood there, face to face in the dining room, passing the joint back and forth, while we just stared at each other. And I am talking deep, serious staring. I mean, this was intense eye lock. And suddenly, I was starting to feel things inside of me that I've never felt before. 
As I looked into his greenish-blue eyes taking each hit, it's like something in me was melting. Something about him was so nice and comforting, and I did not want to unlock my eyes from his. It was warm and tingly, and it engulfed my entire body. Either this weed was amazing, or I think it could have been an emotion? Possibly a feeling? It was pretty hot at the time, the way he was just staring at me like we were in the Olympics of staring contests. Finally, we got to the point where the joint was just out. He kept his eye lock on me and pointed to a door behind him and told me to go in there and that he would follow in a second. Again, like a moron, I complied and in the room I went. Oh, you want me to go in this strange room in this strange house with a stranger? Okay, me. Honestly, there was something so calm about the whole thing. There was not one creepy red flag shouting out at me. In an odd, odd way, everything felt exactly right. When I got in the room, did I look for an exit or feel super creeped out? No way. Instead, I just took off all my clothes. Duh. It was completely dark, with no light except the blue glow of dusk covering the window like a nightlight. I couldn't see much as my new friend Mr. Hotbutch walked into the room naked, and I could only see his sleek, lean silhouette. This was unlike any rest stop Craigslist hookup situation ever. Like, shit like this just never happened. He crawled on all fours onto the bed with me and did something to me I have never allowed any rest stop Craigslist stranger do. He kissed me. Like, serious, we are grown gay men kissing. And don't get me wrong, I love kissing. But I was never a big kisser when it came to hookups because I trained at Pretty Woman University where I was taught the three pillars of hooking up. One, don't kiss on the mouth. Two, don't take less than a hundred. Three, take care of you. There was something about Mr. Hot Butch. As strange as it may be, we connected. That eye lock was charged up with more than just horniness. And I never had that before because up until that point, men were just cum dumpsters to me. As they should be. And by no means was this a romantic love scene. I mean, yes, his blowjob was passionate, and passionate blowjobs are the best, but this was still technically a rest stop hookup. After his epic romantic blowjob, we laid there for a few minutes. There was for sure a big finish, but no zip and no leave. And instead, there was more eye lock and more kissing. Passionate, let's pretend we're in a movie kissing. Like, what is happening here? I think I stayed for like an hour. I know, I could not believe it either. We just laid together, and for the first time ever, I felt comfort and warmness in the arms of a man. <gasps> but that's gay! Uh, yeah, okay, so? <gasps> but, 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 just relax, okay? It's like I was temporarily hypnotized by the warm coziness of Mr. Hotbutch. But finally, like being hypnotized, counting down from three, two, my brain snapped back into place and I had to get the fuck out of there. But even then, there was no taking off, no see you later, bye. Instead, he held my hands at the door and gave me a long kiss goodbye. What in the gay fuck just happened? This hookup kind of left me flabbergasted for many reasons, but mostly because it left me with a feeling. What? You heard me, a feeling! Yay! Like one single bright sunflower growing on a hill of brown cow shit. And that is a super emo lyric from my new band, following a stranger to a location I've never been to. But seriously, after all of that, as I drove back home and reflected on what the fuck just happened, I was filled with not a guilt or shameful feeling, but with a feeling of, oh, I think this is something I might want. The entire car ride home, my brain contemplated things it never had before. Circuits were like connecting that had previously been slashed by my denial and the horrible influence of friends, family, and our stupid society. 
For the first time ever, I had felt more than just a discreet blowjob. There was an actual feeling, an emotion behind it, and that one little feeling took over everything. And a wall that was up in my own brain started to crumble down brick by brick. And then I imagined myself with a man, being with a man, living with a man, and loving a man, and... (laughs) Instead of Xing out that thought and beating myself up and calling myself names, I just decided to let it go. I let that thought happen. I let the whole fantasy play out, and it felt so goosebumpy good. Freedom was coming, and there would be no cleanup needed. You did it! Yay! Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the Tommy Natoli. And you can also follow the show on Instagram at Thomas Anonymous Pod. Leave us a review on iTunes or just take a screenshot of some nice words you wrote and put it on the socials. What do I care? Express yourself. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye.